Welcome back to Midweek Insights, and I hope this midweek check-in finds you feeling strong, confident, and happy. So, to give you some background in the episode that I will be sharing today, this was a continuation of the conversation I had with Natalia Natting, who is a speaking coach for entrepreneurs and coaches, and she helps them connect with their stories, storytelling coach, I should say. And uh, after our conversation ended, there was a lot more to be said. So we carried on recording and didn't want to make the episode way too long. So here's the next part of that conversation where she shares her golden nuggets of how storytelling and the technique of storytelling helped her connect with the hardest age on the planet, as we all know them to be, the teen years. So how it managed to break down barriers and get her to connect with her audience in a powerful and impactful way. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this episode. So with teenagers, what were you saying? I love working with teenagers and especially the unruly ones, the ones that are very disrespectful and have like no values. It's like I look at them and it's like, hmm, wait until I tell you a story. It's like after the story, everything changes. So I always have them. I I, uh, I was just sharing with you a minute ago that uh, I worked uh, with adolescents in, in, in classrooms in state schools in Argentina where you enter the room and the students are there with the, the chairs up here, just throwing chairs at each other. And, and you enter the room and it's like a pile of shit has entered the room. They just, you know, it's like they don't care. And mm -hmm. if they do, it's like, ugh, you know, what's that? So how do you grab Change their attention? Yeah. What do you do? And, 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 and teachers usually would like stand there, shout, uh, try to get their attention and then it doesn't work and then they end up crying and with traumas and they don't want to teach anymore. And mm -hmm. it's like, uh, you know, then they need <laughs> the psychologist for, for all their lives. It's like, it's traumatic. It's very difficult. It's not easy to change education. Uh, but what I do, and this is, this is true story. So this was, um, a day where I was doing my uh, practice sessions to to become a teacher. Mm -hmm. And so I went into this uh, state school and it was 15-year-olds and I love adolescents. I just love them. And and so I entered the room and they were like looking at me like, nah, you know, another one that comes to practice, you know. They just, they're so cruel. Yeah. And so... I sat down and I grabbed a mat. I brought a mat and like spread it on the floor and with some cushions. And I said, story time. Mm. And they're like, <laughs> he doesn't like a story. Story time. Like, like we, we're not kids, miss. And it's, and I just don't pay attention to what mm. they're saying. I pay attention to what is behind their words. I pay attention to the, inner child feelings because I know what is inside I know that when you're an adolescent you're in a process of change and so you care a lot about what people think of you because you're developing your personality so whatever they say and their attitudes I don't pay attention to that I look at their core I look at their heart and so I start telling the story 
I'm just talking to that inner child. And I tell the story and suddenly from being ap- apathetic, they're like, and they start listening and they're getting closer and closer, sitting on the cushion. And and in the end, it's like, I, I remember they, they were all sitting there and I was telling this story, you know, and, and, and a girl came late and she mm-hmm. saw everyone, all the, the classmates <laughs> sitting there in a circle, like, what the <laughs> heck is this? And she, <laughs> she yeah. entered and she was like, you know, what? laughing like that. And she expected everyone to laugh, to laugh like with her, her. Mm. but they they did not pay attention to her they were hooked at my Brilliant. story and then suddenly then she had to like accommodate and just listen to the story and in the end she was the best storyteller Brilliant. of the classroom because after telling a story you know I'm working with their soul I'm working with their imagination and after that I I got them all sitting and each one of them telling their story this is this a group how many kids are we talking about here? What's the Well, size? in this particular one, it was like uh, 20, 25 uh, yeah. uh, adolescents. And uh, I, I worked with adolescents like with, the, with 30, 40. Um, some classrooms are really big. So in the story, depending on the skills you're using in the story, you can make it very animated. You can make it more secret. So you're tapping into different styles and different intelligences so that it, it just is enticing for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So when you know those skills, when you understand who you have in your audience, you will use different techniques to, to um, uh, tailor make it for them so that everyone feels like this story is for me. I love it. And and so that there's there's tons of skills to use to develop that rapport, but really the story is what sets the scene. And so uh, you 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 asked me before um, how was I trained? Yes. And and so when I shared before my eight year old story of me, you know, raising my hand and then being traumatized and not being able to speak, that really haunted me. I couldn't I couldn't speak. I didn't know that I had dyslexia uh, at the time because. Um, 30, 40 years ago, no one talked about dyslexia and no one talked about learning difficulties, um, at least not where I grew up. And so I didn't know that actually this was a gift, right? Mm. Some of these difficulties are a gift because there's a hidden talent there. So uh, I, I couldn't express myself. And then I saw a play, a drama play. My brother was in a drama play. He was at a different school where they had drama and he was performing. And I was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. I want to do this. It seemed so liberating because it seemed like he was in an imaginary world where everything was possible. And I had been trapped in this world where no one talks to me. I can't talk to anyone. I can't make friends. And I just, I was trapped in this. So when I saw what drama was and the possibilities of bringing this imaginary world and this expression, I said, I want to do this. And there was no drama at my school. And so I had to go to a workshop outside uh, to a special uh, drama school. And I remember I paid with my pocket money. And (laughs) then I started working, you know, like child labor. (laughs) But I started working at a very early age uh, to pay for my drama lessons. And I was 10. And and it was the, the first time. So I remember, I remember that 
as I was waiting for the lesson, there were like tons of students and some were much older than me and they were all speaking and very fluent. And, and I thought like, oh, look at them. They can all communicate. They can all express themselves. And like, I was like admiring them all. And then we enter the room and the teacher, my my biggest mentor in drama, she recently passed away and, mm-hmm. and that was like very painful for me but because I still wanted to learn more from her. She's like epic, mm-hmm. epic. Wow. Um, this is how she started the lesson. She said to everyone, okay, all of you, you know the script because you've practiced this scene many times. I didn't know it. I was new. And she said, now I want you to practice this, the scene, but without saying anything. You'll just use your body language. And when we were there, I was like, yes, I don't need to speak. I can just use my body. And because I had developed this skill of observing, I was so good at the body language and the little nuances of looking and uh, and just savoring each moment with the body expression, the hands, the facial expression. And uh, I tell you, you know, the, the other guys were great at speaking, yeah, but at that moment I was shining. And for the first time, Desi, I understood that if you don't have the words to Use speak, the mm. there is something that speaks louder than words and is your body, is the yep. body language. So I I started when I was 10 years old and I studied every single day. I was there in the in the drama school. And I was mentored and trained and I became an actress and we, I started touring and wow. I developed as a professional actress. And so the skills that I learned are incredible because coaching actually comes from drama. The first coaches were mm. the coaches for actors. So That's how do true, you develop actually. an actor? The actor needs to like go through so many emotions and you are just performing a character, but you need to understand those emotions and you need to break through your shell and uh, and have such a deep understanding of your own self in order to perform different characters. It's a very transformative journey. Yeah. So all of the tools that I learned, I'm, I'm putting them now into pr- practice as I coach my mm. students. But then the, the next aspect of the journey was when I became a TV host. And so uh, this is another layer because I'm training uh, the the coaches and speakers not only to tell stories, but to tell them on camera Mm. and to tell them on video and feel comfortable and make people, the people that are listening to them, feel comfortable that you are not a robot. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Really that you are someone that that you, you you can break through the screen and really touch the other person's hearts. So by being a TV anchor, I had to overcome lots of like really difficult things, you know, the fear Mm. of the camera. And that developed another layer in me. And then uh, as I became a teacher was another aspect of being able to teach and educate. So I used stories then. But there was something very uh, beautiful that happened when I entered the teacher training school, because as I said before in my story, I never wanted to become a teacher. And I, 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 I never wanted to become a teacher and I really wanted to transform education somehow. And so just like destiny just led me to do the teacher training course and the most difficult one and the one that took so many years. It was, it's the best institution I studied in Argentina and, and, uh, 
And I realized that the methods were so backward. Mm -hmm. We were still using methods that really did not, uh, were not conducive to, to yeah. education. And tucked away, there was a tiny workshop that no one knew it existed. Inside the teacher training, it was not obligatory. And it was a storytelling workshop. Wow. Storytelling That's the one. workshop. And I was like, what is this? And me, with my background in drama, I thought, like, this is amazing. And I went in there and I learned all of the secrets of how to tell a short story and the frameworks. And, and coupling this with my drama experience mm. of the body language and, you know, in drama, you know how to tell stories, but it's a long story. It's many scenes. So I coupled that with the ability of telling short little stories, fables, and what's the framework, where it starts, and how to engage uh, students in, in the traditional oral storytelling method. And I started applying it immediately with my students, and not only with, with um, uh, children, uh, adolescents, with adults, because I was working with adults, and then I used it to train teachers. So then wow. when I graduated, I started training teachers on the method of teaching with story. Mm. And I, I trained at different institutions. And so that's, that is what led me to do what I'm doing now. Because as I, as I uh, transition in what I'm doing now, I remember it was just when the pandemic hit. Um, I, 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 I had to flee my country. Oh, that's mm. another layer another story. of story it's for another, another, another day, another day. <laughs> <laughs> but but in, in the pandemic, many of us had to transition. So yes. I had to work online. And so I had lots of entrepreneurs reaching out to me saying, we need the skills of storytelling. I was training teachers and, and the, the, these coaches, these experts were like, Natalia, we need you. So I said, okay, I'm going to have to start training you. So I developed courses for them. And, and then that I became unstoppable. It's like, I That's loved incredible. working with these people, with, with the coaches, experts, mission-driven entrepreneurs. The, the, the mindset is just so uplifting. So this is what I'm doing at the okay. moment. And, um, and I believe that all of you guys are the new teachers of the world because you're empowering people to break the chains in, in people's minds outside mm. of the system so that we can really help more people in the world break the chains that the system of education and the system of, of, of the workplace has, has uh, formatted in our minds. Yeah. So I really want to support uh, all of you guys and um, and and my mission is um, after after having uh, developed uh, a system out of uh, my business of supporting um, speakers, experts, these new teachers of the world, I will I will have an impact in education. I want to go back to impact those classrooms, but yeah. I but I need uh, to first <laughs> create this big big big. Uh, support from from mission-driven entrepreneurs Amazing. so that we can really help education yes wow I think you're doing so much and so many lessons here I want to learn more from you <laughs> so just one last parting thing what is that mantra or saying you say to yourself when things get tough and you know you need to keep going and keep going with this what gives you that motivation to keep to stay inspired and to keep going basically maybe you can I'm share that with us. You, but I I'm going to tell you what I say to myself and I'm going to ask you to then listen to the story that is attached to it, that is inside my group, my storytelling campfire group. And if you don't find it, uh, 
shoot me a message and and so that I send you that story. So my mantra for me always is, if you lost everything, now there's nothing to lose. Mm. So every time I reach rock bottom, every time I feel like I lost either money, opportunity, it's like, that's lovely. There's nothing to lose. That's kept you going. Yeah. Natalia, thank you.